Okay, first, Second Timothy 1, this is Paul writing to Timothy, who's a young uh, pastor, preacher, um, and Paul has trained him and kind of left him. If you, if you study the Paul and Timothy relationship, he basically leaves Timothy in one horrible situation after another as a leader and, uh, and, and trusts him, trusts him with it. And I, I love their relationship. And uh, he's writing to encourage Timothy, um, who's working in a church that's been having some problems. And he says, for this reason, and the reason is, if you read verses four and five, he talks about how Paul's convinced uh, convinced that the great faith that lived in uh, Timothy's mom is now living in him. He says, For this reason I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of my hands. So as we read this, I thought it would be cool to read it as if God was talking to you right now. So let's just hear it in the first person. And we'll talk about this a little bit, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll break it down a little bit, but I want to remind you or let the Lord remind you to fan into flame the gift of God that is in you. Because at some point, someone's laid hands on you and prayed for you. Someone has imparted a spiritual gift of some kind, a passion for Jesus, a fire for the kingdom of God. And I want to remind you to fan it into flame. For the spirit that God gave you does not make you timid, but it makes you have power and love and self-discipline. So don't be ashamed of the testimony about the Lord. Can I read into that a little bit? Don't be ashamed to speak about Jesus. Don't be ashamed to share your faith. Don't be ashamed to, to demonstrate your faith through signs and prayer and kindness. And don't be ashamed of me as a prisoner, this is Paul writing, rather join me in suffering. So sometimes this is going to be hard. In fact, it's hard to find a verse where Jesus says that following him will be easy. So join me in suffering, even when it costs you, for the gospel. By what? How can we do this? By the power of God. What he's going to call you to do, if you so choose. I don't know if, you're, if you as a child ever read the Choose Your Own Adventure books, but... Uh, I loved them as a kid, and you, you, know, you read like the first 30 pages, and then you get to choose what the character does, and then it determines where you go into the book, right? So if you choose to accept this mission, it will be bigger than you. So what we step into in our own, we usually say, well, can I handle this? Can I do this? Can I figure this out? Let me measure the cost. I can. I'll do it. And when we say yes to God, he says, what can I give you that will be bigger than you, that'll stretch you, that'll humble you, that'll push you to your limits? And so you're called out and say, God, I need your power by the power of God. Because he saved us and he called us to this life, not because of anything we've done. It's not about us. It's not about our greatness. It's not about our ability, but because of his purpose in our lives and his grace, which enables us. And uh, a, a very wise person who's not here, I was hoping he'd be here, but uh, Dean Hampson once told me that God never calls you to something that he doesn't also give you the authority to accomplish and the grace to accomplish it by. And I love that he says that. So he's going to give you grace to fulfill his purpose. So a couple of thoughts about this. First, the gift is already there in Timothy. And I think that you and I, this is true for us. The gift, and, and I don't know what the gift is here, to be honest. I, I read some commentary. I read it in my own. I prayed about it. I, mean, I think it could be um, just the fire of God. This could be just the passionate pursuit of the presence and person of Jesus. Of Jesus. No, no P word there, but uh, 
was channeling my inner Neil Uniac for those of you who have been long-term members. Uh, could be, it could be from the context, a specific gift that was imparted to Timothy when they prayed for him. Maybe the gift of boldness, because it goes on to talk about that he can't have timidity. It could be the gift of leadership. In the context of this book, he's saying, rise up in your gift and your authority to lead this church. Don't be afraid, but be full of power. But I don't know that it totally matters that we know what the gift is. I think the main point is don't let this gift die. Don't let the fire go out. So I think you can apply this to your life however you want to right now. And Jesus is saying, don't let that thing which is burning inside of you go out. And if you, you know, how do fires go out? Fires go out by inattention or by people purposely putting it out. But he's encouraging him, let this flame be kindled, be, um, be rekindled and rekindled. In fact, the Greek word is uh, for feeding the flame is a present tense. So it means to ongoing. This is a continual feed the flame, feed the flame. Um, John Piper says to continually feed the white hot flame by courageously speaking for Jesus and suffering for him. Courageously. So how do you fan it? So here's where I want to go with this. I think you could teach a hundred teachings on this verse and you could talk about so many things for how you fan the flame of God in your life. And we, you know, we could do a little, you know, raise your hands and we could come up with read your Bible, pray, worship, be in the presence of God. So what I want to focus on is what he says specifically here to Timothy. In my opinion, he's saying, fan the flame of God by not being timid. Fan the flame of God by being bold. And over 25 times in First and Second Timothy, Paul says something along the lines of, don't be afraid, stand up for who you are, stand up for your faith, teach right doctrine, be bold. 25 times. And so we can tell Timothy may have had a problem with this. And he's saying, listen, to unleash the Holy Spirit that's inside of you, it's going to take some boldness. Boldness and courage fan into flame the gift of God that's inside of us. It increases his power and his presence and his effectiveness through us. So with that in mind, the boldness and courage unleashes the gift of God, fans into flame the gift of God that's inside of us. I want you to watch a quick video clip. This is from a movie my kids and I just watched called We Bought a Zoo. And it's about a family that's dealing with the, the loss of the, the mom in the family. She's recently passed away and um, they end up buying a zoo. <laughs> Uh, is kind of like a change of pace, change of life. They needed something new. Um, they bought an old, an old zoo and, and they built it up. And the father and son have been having some difficult times. Jonathan, can you push that back to the beginning? Thanks. And uh, so there's a little conversation here. I want you to hear something he says. Go ahead. I didn't listen to something she told me or something. I mean, I liked her. It's like you embarrass yourself if you say something. And you embarrass yourself if you don't. I like it when you talk. 
You know, sometimes all you need is 20 seconds of insane courage. Just literally 20 seconds of just embarrassing bravery. And I promise you, something great will come of it. All right, so sometimes all you need is 20 seconds of insane courage, 20 seconds of embarrassing bravery. I want you to hear those words and just kind of let them sink in. All right, I want to show you a little clip that's near the end of the movie now, where he's retelling the time when he met his wife and what 20 seconds of courage did to change his life. Hang on. Hey, so, I was walking by, and I saw, and I literally stopped like this, just stopped, and went, oh my God, that is the most beautiful woman I have ever seen in my entire life. But I've never done anything like this. I'd never gone and talked to a total stranger before, but she was right there. And so I thought to myself, 20 seconds, right? Go. Now I'm in the restaurant, and I'm terrified, thinking about leaving. I can actually touch her. She's right there. She still hasn't seen me, and I still have 15 seconds of courage left. I'm going for it. Bravery. Here's what I said. I said, excuse me. Okay, you can stop it there. You'll have to watch it if you haven't. At that point, of course, I was crying like a baby. But <laughs> Sometimes all you need is 20 seconds of insane courage to unlock or fan into flame the fire of God, the gift of God that's inside of you. What, what stands in the way so often for us? You get that Holy Spirit nudge. You get that opportunity. Uh, I wanted to show you the end of that because I like how he actually times himself, right? And if you watch the movie, it's a theme that gets uh, the kids, you know, it's, it's, it's integral throughout the whole thing. But he's like, okay, I can do anything for 20 seconds, right? I can, I can step outside of my comfort zone. I can step into a moment of God, and I like how he goes in and he's like ready to back out. And he says, but I can't because I still have 15 seconds of courage left. Like it's like a deal he's made with himself, right? Like he literally could have walked out. I think it's so true. I think that we so often stand at the edge of being a spectator to the kingdom of God or being a participant to the kingdom of God. And we have this moment or these moments every day where 20 seconds of courage would fan into flame the fire of God, the gift of God inside of us. I mean, isn't it true that to, when you do something that God's called you to do, don't you feel the presence of God and the joy of God and the pleasure of God inside of you like no other time? You know, when you, when, you, when you get over that fear and that insecurity, when you get over your hesitation and your doubt, and you step into being the person that God's made you to be, something comes alive in you. It's the fire of God. It's the fanning into flame. 
It's, it's fire being used for what it was meant for, which is it's meant for other people. God didn't give us this fire for us. We're supposed to be giving this out and sharing it with other people. 20 seconds of courage to fan into flame your gift of kindness. I think I've told this story a few times at Project Timothy. I can't remember if I've told it here, but um, we, were, we were headed out to a Labor Day, or no, that's coming up, Fourth uh, of July picnic, and I stopped at a Wawa, and, and I've just been reading some books about this, about courage, and about, I've been listening to teachings about, you know, one of the, the first step, this teaching by Alan Scott from Causeway Vineyard in Ireland, he's, you know, one of the first steps of truly uh, caring for people is just talking to strangers, that was like point number one in one of his teachings, just talking to strangers. So I see this guy outside of Wawa. He's having a, clearly a hard day, and I have a, a 20 seconds of courage moment, right? I can either just walk by him, which is easier and what I want to do, or in 20 seconds of courage, I can step into something. I have no idea where it will take me, but if God's in it, I can be guaranteed it's going to be an adventure. All right, I can't be guaranteed it'll be easy. I can't say that. But it'll be an adventure. So I, for I, a lot of times, I think it's just opening your mouth and saying something. And then you're like, you just put yourself and God on the spot. And I say, how are you doing today? It's all it took. And he gave me an honest answer. He said, I'm not doing very well. And at that moment, I was like, okay. I still had 15 seconds of courage left, right? <laughs> I, I was done though. I mean, what, actually, when he gave me that answer, I was, I was frustrated. I was like, oh, I was kind of hoping it would be like, I'm doing good. And it would be, I could be done. I could go in, I could get my potato chips and head to the party. But now I'm faced as a Christian with a person, a child of God, who's telling me they're not doing well. What do I do? How do I respond? So I stopped. And I said, well, what's going on? And we started to talk about how he didn't have, I got into a lot of his story that I don't have time for now, but I ended up taking him into Wawa and buying him lunch and talking to him about Jesus and inviting him to church. And, but, but all of that blah, 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 blah afterwards, all of the actual encounter that mattered would never have happened without the 20 seconds of courage. And you know what happened when I stepped into that moment? The gift of God inside of me fanned into flame. The gift of evangelism, the gift of kindness fanned into flame. And I gave the Holy Spirit that's resident inside of me everywhere that I go, right? Bruce talked about receiving the Holy Spirit, (coughs) being filled with the Holy Spirit, (coughs) so that then we can just house it and hold on to it. And go to another meeting and get filled some more. If you really want to fan it into flame, we've got to get it outside of us. And it comes out. You can fan it into flame in 20 seconds. Your, your, um, your gift of prophecy. It just takes 20 seconds. I was praying. Somebody gave me a prophecy recently that my, the gift of words of knowledge in my life was going to increase. Those are wonderful prophecies, but they're also just like frustrating, right? Because then every time you're praying, you're like, okay, is it going to get any better? You know, you're just like waiting for that moment. What do I need to do? And I, I was praying for this <clears throat> youth pastor uh, from Arizona that I met at Project Timothy and um, prayed for him and it was good. And the prayer time was good. Oh, praise the Lord. Thank you. <sighs> um, so I'm, <clears throat> I'm pretty much done praying for him. But, you know, the way that we've been trained to pray is to listen. And so I'm listening and the Holy Spirit's there. We're ministering, we're listening. And just the thought comes through like, his son or his child, his child is having um, a really hard time. I kind of had the sense that they were uh, something, it was like significant in the family and they were struggling. 
I was not 100% sure he had children, right? I, don't, I just have met him. So 20 seconds of courage. You know, what's the worst that could happen, right? So I stepped out and I just said, hey, I feel like God's saying that you have a kid who's significantly struggling and it's hard for the family and you're wrestling. You know, and the Holy Spirit comes and he just starts to cry because what does that do is that it lets this person know that the God of the universe is paying attention to their life, that was the most important part of that. Now, then we prayed and we pressed in for God for a breakthrough for his child. And, um, you know, I'm going to stay, I'm staying connected with him. He's, he's going to host a Project Timothy in Arizona next year. So I'm praying for his kid. But there was a, there was a 20 seconds of courage. Actually, it was like three. Three seconds of courage to go from this side where I'm a spectator to this side where I'm a participant. To go from this side where the fire of God is just kind of coals and embers and waiting can't wait. I can't wait until Christian steps out and the gift is needed. Right? You, sometimes we're like, I can't feel your presence, God. I don't know if I have this gift, God. And he's like, you know, when you step out, you'll see it. You don't have much use for this incredible gift of prophecy when you're just talking to yourself all the time. Right? You, your gift of compassion might start with 20 seconds. The sign-up sheet might go around for family promise. And you look at that thing for the fourth time in the last year and a half, and you're like, I kind of feel like I should get involved. But, but, huge capital letters. I'm really busy. Right? 20 seconds of insane courage. I will write my name down, and I will commit. You never know what's on the other side of that. I signed up for sleeping here with family promise. I'm going to be straight up with you. I don't do great with, like, personally, it's uncomfortable for me to be with people in that kind of need. And we, I signed up as a sleeper, and I signed up to do a meal. And so we, we brought the, the sleeper part's pretty easy because I just sleep. But the meal part, like, we bring a meal, we sit and eat with total strangers. I'm not great with strangers, to be honest with you. Like, I'm good at quick, like, blah, 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 see you later. But, like, sit down. One of my greatest fears is long car rides with someone I don't know very well. So we're like just sitting at this table with people I don't know who are in a circumstance I don't know about. And there's all these rules you have to follow. Like you can talk about some things, you can't talk about other things. It's like sweating. I just fell in love with this family. 20 seconds of courage to say, okay, I will do something I've never done before. I will do something that makes me uncomfortable. What is it that you're hesitant about? It could be prayer and intercession. Maybe instead of just like saying, man, I, I, hope that, I, hope that you, I hope you do better. I hope that goes better in your life. You say, ah, you know what? I'm going to commit to praying for you and then do it. 20 seconds and you see prayer be answered. It's, it's, it's healing. It's miracles. It's evangelism. It's, it's, right? If, you, if we would just take that 20 seconds of insane courage, of embarrassing bravery. All right. I want to tell you a story from the Old Testament. I'm going to tell it quickly because <laughs> we have like seven minutes left. So Jonathan is the son of Saul, who's the king, the first king of Israel. And they're, they're in this battle with the Philistines kind of all the time. Philistines is another nation. They're in a particularly bad spot and the army is demoralized. And it says Saul's hanging out under this tree, right? The great warrior king. He's kicking back. He's kicking back with this guy named Ichabod, 
which if you know anything about Ichabod means the anointing has left the building, right? And so clearly something's not going well with Saul. And his son Jonathan says to his armor bearer, hey, let's go check out what the Philistines are doing. We're not going to tell dad. Let's go. And they sneak out of camp and they go up to the Philistines. And Jonathan says to his younger, his, uh, his armor bearer, come, let's go over to the outpost of those uncircumcised men. Perhaps the Lord will act on our behalf. Perhaps. That's all he's going on. Two guys against 50 or 60. Perhaps the Lord will have. Nothing can hinder God from saving, whether by many or by few. And I love his armor bearer. He says, do all that you have in mind. Go ahead. I'm with you, heart and soul. <laughs> can you just see those two guys? There should be a movie made about this. John says, come on. So he does the worst military strategy in the history of the world. Two guys walk up to a cliff and he says, what we're going to do is we're going to call out to them and let them know we're here. Right? The one thing that two guys have is the element of surprise and being sneaky. He's like, here's what we're going to do. We'll know it's from God if when we yell up to them, they say, come up here. You know what? They're saying like, we got something to show you. Have you ever had like, you know, when you're a kid, that big kid's like, come over here. I got something to show you. Right? Never good. It's never a good thing. And then he's going to climb a cliff before he fights. Have you ever gone rock climbing? In 20 seconds, you can't use your hands anymore. Just like claws, right? He climbs this cliff and then he, and his armor bearer is not even up there with them yet. 20 seconds of insane courage. He steps off that cliff. He and his armor bearer kill 20 some men and send fear into the camp of the Philistines and send courage into the camp of the Israelites. And all of a sudden the whole war turns. 20 seconds of insane courage. So let me give you three things from that story that can help us, and then we're going to get back to worship. First, courage isn't about you. Jonathan wasn't like, dude, I am the best warrior in this whole army. Easy for me to take 20. I could take 50. Let's go. What did Jonathan say? He said, perhaps the Lord will move. And I think he was thinking about some stories in the Bible. He's thinking about this guy. Um, what's this guy's name? I always get it wrong. Shamgar, who beat 600 people with a stick. If God can do it with Shamgar, he can do it with me, right? He's thinking about promises like Leviticus 26, 8. Five of you shall chase 100. And 100 of you shall put 10,000 to flight. Those are good enemies. I mean, good enemies, good numbers. <coughs> the next word is enemies. Your enemies shall fall by the sword. <coughs> Perhaps God will move. 20 seconds of courage gives God a chance to move through us. He gives God a chance. Perhaps God will bless this person through me. Perhaps God will have a word for this person. Perhaps God will answer my prayers as I begin to pray. Perhaps God will bring this person into the kingdom for the first time. Courage isn't about you. It's about the great God that you and I serve. He is the great king of all the earth. There is nothing that's too big or too scary or outside of his ability. And so when we step out in faith, it's faith in God. It's not faith in us. We step out in courage. It's courage because we know who we follow. We know who's backing us up. Amen? Amen. Right? So courage isn't about you. Second, signs follow actions. We like it to be the other way around don't we? Give me a sign and my action will follow the sign. But so often in the Bible, the signs, the power, the wonder, the breakthrough comes after a crazy action of courage, stepping out. Just think about, just think about David and Goliath, right? David just steps out and he's like, 
I'll fight this dude. Do you ever think after he said that, he was like, oh, why did I say that? Like, that committed him. Everybody heard it. 20 seconds of insane courage. And then afterwards, it was like 20 hours of like terror. Maybe. I, I think sometimes it's like that. You step into things. It's not like, oh, I'm so glad I had the 20 seconds of courage. Everything's easy now. Sometimes it gets harder. Jonathan stepped out before God could act, only saying, perhaps God will act. I want to read you something. I've been reading a book um, called Chasing the Wild Goose by Mark Batterson. He says, we need people who are more afraid of missing opportunities than they are of making mistakes. They did a study of of people, um, and I can't get into the study, but basically it showed that the fear of loss, okay, was greater and more powerful than the, the attraction to winning of the same magnitude. So losing something or gaining something of the same magnitude, the fear of losing it affected people and their actions more than the possibility of winning something. And that's how we live our lives a lot of times. The fear, the fear of messing up versus the possibility of success. And, and, and we begin to live safer and safer and safer lives when we were never called to that. We need people who are more afraid of missing opportunities than making mistakes. So what if we make a mistake? I have a therapist that I go see sometimes. And one of the things we talk about is what's the, what's the worst that could happen? Face, facing fears, facing anxiety. So let's play that out. You're afraid that's going to happen? What would happen if that happened? The point is that most of the time you can figure a way through the worst thing that could happen, you know? Like if you're about to be kind to someone, what's the worst that could happen? What's the worst? You know, they could say, I don't want you to be kind to me. <laughs> I mean, we, we, the fear is, is blown, overblown by the enemy. And, and we often miss the action or the signs because we aren't willing to take that first action. Third thing is, you never know what God has on the other side of your 20 seconds. Jonathan, Jonathan didn't go in saying, hey, armor bearer, what we're going to do is we're going to challenge these guys. We're going to kill them all. And then it's going to turn the course of history of this war. I know, God told me. All he said is, hey, let's go check out the army first. And then when he got there, he's like, hey, let's challenge those guys. Perhaps God will give us victory. Basically, he was like, somebody's got to do something around here. Everybody's sitting under pomegranate trees, just having a great time, talking to this guy named Ichabod. The whole army's hiding. Everybody's afraid. You know what the army said when they saw Jonathan, the Philistines? They were like, look, the Israelites have come out of their hidey holes. That's what it said. Come out of their caves and their holes in the ground. He was like, somebody's got to do something here. Because you never know what God's going to do next. Think about Peter and John walking up to the lame man. You never know what God's going to do next. They just said, well, let's, let us pray for you. You never know what God's going to do next. Think about Esther and the king. You know, she stood up. It says that she stood and she decided, I'm going to stand up for the king. And if I die, I die. She had no guarantee. But God did amazing things. Sitting in this room, there's people who have done this. Think about Bruce and Lynn. You know, before this church was a church, they were leading a meeting and they had a moment in their history where they had to kind of step out of the church that was everything that they had known so far, their, their comfort zone, their safety net. That was risky, probably more than 20 seconds of courage, you know? But there was at some point when they made that, that 20 seconds of we're going to go. 
And look, they, they couldn't have known what God was going to do. They couldn't have known the thousands of people or, or more than that whose lives were going to be touched because they were willing to, you know, 30 years ago say yes to the, the crazy mission of God in their lives, to say yes to being courageous, to be participants instead of spectators, you know? And it's not just big things like that. It's every day. Every day, uh, worship team, you can come up. Every day there are moments where we can fan into flame the gift of God inside of us with 20 seconds of insane courage. Every day there is moments where we can become a participant in the moving kingdom of God. Jesus is on the move. Jesus said of his father, he is always at work. He's doing And we can join and participate with 20 seconds of courage. We can become a participant and not a spectator. In your home, with your kids, with your spouse, in your school, in your neighborhood, in your workplace, in our community. What are the things that we need to step out and take 20 seconds of courage and step into what God could do? The possibility, perhaps God will meet me in this. Perhaps he will. He might not. And if he doesn't, Just find another 20 seconds of courage until he does. So we're going to move back into worship. And during worship, you can worship. (laughs) Also, we'll have communion. And we'll just let, like during this next 15, 20 minutes, you can kind of of flow with whatever you want to do to respond to what God's saying through the word of God today. You can worship him. You can spend some time in prayer. You can go take communion on your own, bring it back to your seat. You can also come up and get prayer. So a couple things I think we could have prayer for. So if a few prayer ministers could hang out up here. First, maybe today you need 20 seconds of insane courage to say yes to Jesus for the first time in your life. And you need to make that first step and say, Jesus, I want to become a follower of Jesus. 20 seconds, just it's time yourself. It'll take you to walk up here and talk to somebody. It, could, it will change your life. Come up here for prayer, for courage and boldness. If you're someone who struggles and you know the fear and insecurity and timidity stand in the way of you stepping into God's destiny for your life. Prayer against fear. And also one last thing I would say, if you're saying, God, I don't know that I've been filled. I don't know that I know the gift of God. I need someone to lay hands on me and impart the fire of God into my life. Come on up and and people will pray for you. All right, so let's stand together. God, thank you that you are so much greater than we realize. And you are always calling us into new places, to new adventures, to make your name famous, to display your glory and wonder, God. Thank you, Jesus, that we are not exalted, but it's you who's exalted. God, we respond with our hearts to you, Lord. We open our hearts up to you, Lord. Fan into flame the fire within us, God. Thank you, God, that you have not given us a spirit of timidity or fear but of love, power, and a sound mind. And we stand on that promise that you make to all those who call upon your name. We don't have to live under fear. We don't have to live under anxiety and worry. And and we don't have to shrink back.